Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Good afternoon, this is Kevin L. Jackson presenting Digital Transformers. I'm serving as your host from Washington, D.C. Playing with my loyal wingman from Atlanta, Georgia is Scott Luton. Hi, Scott, how are you doing today? Kevin, doing fantastic. And, and our weather here in the Atlanta area is almost as beautiful as it is up in your neck of the woods. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to a great conversation. Yeah, we're supposed to be hitting 76. I don't know uh, what I'm going to do with myself. I'm so happy (laughs) winter is uh, over with. Head to the beach, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And today we're going to spend some time with Alex Jones from AT&T Business. Uh, He focuses on supporting what's often referred to as, quote, small and medium businesses. But according to Deloitte, there are about 29 million businesses with fewer than 500 employees in the United States. And it represents like 99.7% of all businesses and almost half of the total private sector employment. That tells me that SMB is is really important. Scott, what does SMB mean to the supply chain world? Everything. Everything really, uh, innovation, flexibility, responsiveness, sheer volume. You know, if you look at the backbone of, 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 of the global supply chain, it's about moving freight, right? That's the backbone. Mm-hmm. An overwhelming majority of uh, freight carriers, especially here in the States, are small and medium-sized businesses. So this is a critical area. Okay, great. So please stay tuned for a wonderful discussion. But, but first, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Digital Names by Total Network Services. And quick programming note. Before we get started, if you enjoy today's conversation, be sure to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Okay, with no further delays, let's bring on our featured guest, Alex Jones, the Assistant Vice President, Omnichannel at AT AT&T Business. Hi, Alex. Thank you for joining us today. Hot things down there in Dallas. Hey, Kevin, Scott, thanks for uh, inviting me here. Things are great now that we have thawed from our <laughs> Dallas winter weather. If you could send more of that 76-degree weather down here, we certainly wouldn't complain. But it looks like we're, things are up and up and to the right in, in Dallas right now. Oh, wow. That, that's great. There were some pretty scary pictures on, on the news a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, hundred hundred car pileups, you know, tons of uh, houses with pipes bursting. We're certainly not built for that type of weather here in Dallas. Not to mention the lack of electricity that uh, was unprecedented and uh, not something we're used to here. But you know what, what? Other other things we saw play out and read about is a lot of good news. Restaurants feeding folks that had, yeah. had hot meals. Uh, mm-hmm. Neighbors taking care of neighbors. There was a lot of really neat stories that came out of Texas in, in, in the last month or so. Yeah, we had, um, there's some really touching stories to your point of team members opening their homes to impacted colleagues and the family com- component and community mm-hmm. within even our, our workforce certainly pulled through and showed, showed their strengths throughout that, that challenging time. 
Yeah, the real human spirit. So, so please introduce yourself and your role at AT&T Business. I don't know, but for my education, I'd love for you to explain what omnichannel is. I mean, uh, yeah. that sounds like a big word. Omnichannel, <laughs> it's all about meeting our customers where they'd like to be served and on the platforms in which they'd like to interact with us on. So um, my organization is primarily inside sales focused on not only just our small and medium-sized businesses, but our mid-market and enterprise accounts, as well as our public sector and specialty sales teams. And so you can think of inside sales being a catalyst of growth, especially amid pande- or this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and our organization is set up to engage with customers who are actively engaging with us online, as well as serve up opportunities in a multiple different variety of platforms, whether that be via chat, whether that be enable customers to ask us to contact them on their time and mm-hmm. on their terms in convenient schedules to them. Uh, in addition to real time, pick up the phone and give us a call through your traditional 800 type, type engagements. But the way in which we're organized within, within my team, within Omnichannel, is specialty functions. So I mentioned digital sales. We have a alignment with, we own relationships with over 700,000 small business customers within AT&T, within my channel. And then we support from an inside account management function, our outside counterparts who are those relationship owners with, you know, we'll call it over 2 million different customers across the AT&T ecosystem. So to your point of small businesses being the the vast majority of businesses, we couldn't agree more within the AT&T business environment. 99% of our customers fit that small, medium-sized business category. And, and that's the organizations we primarily serve within Omnichannel. But the best way to think about it is really finding ways to interact with these customers in, in new platforms, new techniques on our customers' terms. Well, you probably had your phone ringing all the time in 2020 because, I mean, we all had to figure out how to shift right. to this this new world, this new virtual world. Yeah, in, I became, in 2020. Uh, yeah, I became our our outside counterparts' best friends the past few months, <laughs> and that was really tough uh, for all business, but especially small and medium sized businesses because they probably. They depend on people being able to walk into their uh, their store or their business and um, just being stuck at home. You, could, you know, that's hard. So it is. now that we, we see the light at the end of the tunnel, what does 2021 look like? Yeah, I mean, 2020, we certainly saw a tale of two cities where certain businesses have been accelerated. Um, mm-hmm. You can think about you know, businesses that specialize in air filtering, the <laughs> sanitization products, yeah. um, telehealth, right? Healthcare. We've really seen explosiveness in a variety of sectors. And then you look on the opposite end of the spectrum and you look at hospitality, you look at transportation, you look at brick and mortar retail, certainly caught in a unique position, um, challenged in ways in which I don't think any of them have been challenged in the past. But what we did see is where savvy businesses use ingenuity and technology to regain that competitive advantage. 
I'd say that this year, specifically for SMB, it's going to be the year of accelerated digital transformation. Technologies Mm. that were adopted for COVID-19 will be propelled. And I think you'll see this digital first or even a hybrid physical digital model um, that has been introduced is really here to stay. And connectivity, e-commerce, and those who know how to succeed online are really going to continue to exceed into the future. And I think it plays nicely into this conversation of digital transformation, how that's defined very differently per business unit you look at and their sector and their models. But overall, digital acceleration has certainly propelled many businesses throughout this time. And, and that's here to stay, for sure. That need for speed. I know as a former naval aviator, I bet that's one of Kevin L. Jackson's favorite <laughs> phrases from the Top Gun there days. Yeah. Need for speed. But right. you know, there's never been perhaps never been a greater need for speed. And and clearly what we picked up from you in the pre-show conversations is y'all is ATT business's intense focus on delivering the best network and communication services globally. But you know, when it comes to small and medium-sized businesses, what what are some of those technologies involved? You you alluded to a few. Expound a little more on that. Yeah, there's a, um, you know, overall, we are in the business of connections. So when you look at the platforms and the variety of business models, I can't think of a certain, a single business that isn't reliant on connecting, whether that be to their customers, whether that be to their suppliers, whether that be their employees. And so, again, this year is, is again, propelling this accelerated connectivity discussion. The advances in 5G will be a reality in 2021. I'll, I'll expand a little bit on that in a moment. Um, SD-WAN and software-defined networking and wide area networking, and extending the way in which connections are beyond your single site locations to a distributed supply chain, as well as broad partnering with with private connectivity is is going to be critical. IoT continuing to accelerate with the connecting of things, machine-to-machine connectivity, and then all of which coupled with cybersecurity and that risk and exposure continuing to ride with SMBs being at the center of targeting for cybersecurity attacks. These are the type of technologies I would say small and medium-sized businesses should plan for, not only currently, but as we go into the future. And specifically, when you think about this pandemic-induced shift, I like to refer it to Mm -hmm. as, of this remote work, we talked about how employees are now working from home and the challenge associated with that, especially for SMB and contactless commerce has underscored the importance of digital transformation to drive business agility and overall resilience, right? And so we know from our customer base that the shift to working from home at scale drove exponential increases in bandwidth and security requirements for many businesses that you know, we're, we're, again, outside of their traditional infrastructure. Now we have employees at home competing for bandwidth with e-learning, students and children doing e-learning with video streaming, which right. continues mm. to be on the rise. And then, you know, we're all on a Zoom bridge right now with right. heavy video conferencing. And so now we've got this competition for bandwidth. You mentioned, you know, speed, need for speed, need for bandwidth right now. 
And uh, the way in which we approach that AT&T's fiber network infrastructure, we continue to invest in, and we're continuing to grow to bring more high-end, reliable, resilient connectivity. And where we can't with the fiber infrastructure, our wireless network complements and certainly supplements in a variety of ways of now wireless broadband. We made some recent announcements with uh, wireless broadband and leveraging 5G to provide that wireless connection experience that you can now think about separating that home internet connectivity and prioritizing differently the business professional utilization and more personal and consumer utilization. So that's a little bit about where we we see the technology going within 2021 and how AT&T is addressing it. So as a father of three, you're saying I might can limit my kids' use of, of Fortnite, abs- absorbing all of that, <laughs> that uh, bandwidth. That's, that's might, music uh, to my ears. Impact so, this video <laughs> video experience. Your crystal ball is working well. Her, her did course allude to 5G. It's been neat as a, as a consumer and a phone customer to see that flip over from 4G to 5G and it stay right there and see the speed there. SD-WAN, you mentioned IoT, blockchain. Where, where, if you could expand a little bit more about where, uh, especially blockchain and, and some of those others, and, and where it really fits in the small and medium-sized business plan for 2021. Yeah, I mean, again, blockchain is it's an interesting area to follow right now. And general cryptocurrencies and the impact on SMB is kind of a fascinating one. I'd say in general, I'd look again at that requirement for connectivity And then, man, cybersecurity couldn't be more important. Specifically, I mean, I I wrote down a few stats that I thought would be helpful to share with the audience on on cyber specific for SMB. So Mm -hmm. we are expecting by 2021, the cybersecurity impact from a damage perspective is expected to reach over $6 trillion this year. Wow. And, and not surprising, given that 50% of the users would click a link from unknown senders, the majority of IoT devices reduce overall security. So when you think about the human component of being that exposure or with a, the adding to the risk, as we look at IoT and machines connecting, the reduces, believe it or not, the, the overall risk. But 43% of overall cyber attacks are aimed at small businesses. And 58% of malware attacks specifically are directed at small businesses. Last stat I've got is 90% of CIOs state that their cybersecurity budget is spent most inefficiently and what keeps them up most at night. And so you look at, you know, a lot of larger businesses have been able to at least create policy protocol guidelines expertise to staff and and, and have that um, overall uh, protection built in-house at scale. Mm-hmm. The small and medium-sized businesses don't technically have that, typically don't have that luxury. And so um, companies like AT&T who can help not only identify threats and risks within their infrastructure, but then provide solutions to mitigate and also reduce overall impact. It's a is a certain growth area for us right now, and an area which we're really taking a leadership role in because the the requirements and need for small business expertise in this area is so high. Yeah, I know. You're, I mean, there's two things that you, you you've said there that uh, 
is uh, sort of stuck out to me. First, the, the the bad guys are getting really, really good at fooling you. I mean, social they engineering. Are. I'm, you know, I'm a professional. I call myself a professional, <laughs> and these emails are coming in, and I can't tell if it's real or fake. Okay, you know, I'm looking at it, and you know, you hover over something, and yeah. it's like <sighs> you just sort of pray. I mean, this this security <laughs> thing is is. Um, I'm I'm glad to see. You know, I've seen AT and T really step up when it when it comes to uh, security, and you have some business connectivity at home. Some of the solutions there that, that help security, and and the other thing, this is for Scott. Scott, I think I'm going to have to change the name of the show to uh, Digital Acceleration <laughs> instead of Digital Brigade. Transformation. But really, getting back to the topic, we also be talking. Uh, small businesses really are, are naturally focused on recovering from this yeah. pandemic. So, how can digital transformation or digital acceleration help them with their recovery efforts? So, from my perspective, there's a few pieces of literature I've been keeping up on. On, on this topic, when we think about entering the recovery phase, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned the light at the end of the tunnel. We've seen vaccinations accelerate, cases decline, and we're starting to get, I'd say, back to what will be a new normal. I think the normalcy is evolving in our definition of that, um, even as we exit this, you mm-hmm. know, this moment right now. But the f- a few things that stick out to me. So. For COVID, since we, it's, let's call it about, it's actually been, tomorrow is a year from when we sent our employees home at AT&T for a work from home environment um, at the onset of the pandemic within mm. the United States. And since then, since then, we've noticed that 47% of buyers are doing the majority of purchasing online and that 77% of our purchasers enjoy a omni-channel type of engagement, optionality, mm. whether that be the option to go into a store, whether that be the option to call in or the option to digitally interact with us without any type of voice or physical presence. And Gartner actually expects that by 2025, 80% of B2B small business interactions between suppliers and buyers will occur on digital channels. So the impact is that many businesses are now having to adjust how they interact with their customers and vendors. And this adjustment really is making businesses think about leveraging technology differently, but to work and sell remotely, which has resulted for us a significant growth in wireless connections, a greater use of our internet products, and then as we mentioned, explosive usage of Zoom and WebEx and collaboration solutions so that we can remain to stay coupled and connected while even not being physically physically together. So again, digitally savvy businesses are the ones to beat in 2021. These are the ones who've adapted their business models to to really meet this changing landscape and to, to become the new normal because customers are deepening loyalty and are meeting their suppliers again when it's convenient and they feel they feel as though it can be trusted from that security component. So I'd probably just end that with the emphasis on this enhanced customer experience 
and right. then is is really requiring sound digital strategies with high speed, low latent connectivity. And SMBs will continue to turn to fiber-based services for reliable, ultra-fast, ultra-high bandwidth needs to support not only their extended customer experience, Mm -hmm. this video conferencing, but also sharing a lot of this heavy data-rich material and and media content that now we have come to expect. Right. Um, so this recovery phase is really, again, focusing on what has been accelerated for those that's worked in, and adapted quickly, and then taking it to the next level while bringing back probably some best practices that might still remain with folks becoming more comfortable interacting with one another again. Mm. You know, for all the change you describe. One of the huge constants is we got to protect the global and and certainly the the domestic supply chain of, of critical goods, right? That's certainly been one of the silver linings in the pandemic is is a renewed and a, and a reinvigorated appreciation for all the folks that make that happen, right? Make supply chain happen, but also along the similar lines, a big awareness of why supply chains matter in in, in, in every consumer's mm-hmm. mind. We all for probably for the first time. In our lifetimes, we saw some things at stores, empty shelves in some cases. Yeah. That was our, our stark reality of what the what the threat can be, right? When things break down, frankly. But so with that renewed interest on protecting, especially the, the national supply chain of critical goods, Alex, what do you think that means for small and medium-sized businesses? Yeah, a great question, Scott. I, you know, everyone right now is asking the same question around where is not only my supply, but where is everything? Where are my employees? Where are my customers? Where's mm-hmm. my supply? Where's my stuff? I mean, shoot, you can even ask Alexa in your house, where's my stuff? And so supply chain, once invisible to most, is probably top of mind for businesses, large and small, as well as consumers. And so mm-hmm. I'd say for SMB to take, I'd, I'd recommend taking really proactive proactive steps to ensure they have a really clear picture of where supply chain exists and adopt a few things to minimize to minimize disruptions in the future a few things i might i might add so knowing where your suppliers where your suppliers are and where your stuff is many small businesses hand over control to a third party for their supply chain which leads to a significant loss of visibility and factors that can affect their product and in turn, your supply. So, and then to digitalize your supply chain, tracking supplies digitally, far more efficient than a manual model, Um, adding redundancy. So across the supply chain with multiple suppliers can also ensure reliability. And then sustainability is really fundamental, honestly, including basics like packaging sizing, where we deliver devices to our stores, to our customers, And then I'd say last and certainly not least, diversifying the overall supply chain. COVID, really and before, is is impacted a ton of tariffs on our on our supply chain and specifically Chinese products were a remainder a need for our geographical and geopolitical balance. So Mm -hmm. over the past decades, our global supply chains push for lowest possible cost has led to probably an over-concentration of suppliers in certain regions. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't care about cost or efficiency or 
aggregating your purchasing, but really the balance is shifting more towards resiliency, redundancy, and then where AT&T really can help with all the above is visibility and that connectivity and especially the IoT application here of being able to track supply product in ways in which we probably hadn't been as laser-like intentional on in the past. Mm. Right. Hey, Kevin, That's as right. I pass the baton back to mm-hmm. you, one last thing that that comes to mind as Alex was, was sharing his perspective there is here in the information age, yeah. we've got an information supply chain we've got to protect right. and, and also grow and, and be able to move faster and faster, right? Yeah, that's really critical. And one of the things that I was kind of interested in learning more about is Alex was talking about how businesses have to digitize their uh, digitize their supply chain uh, because more and yeah. more businesses and customers want to have that optionality, uh, want to be able to do that. So, I mean, what are maybe specific technologies that a, a small and medium-sized business need to think to implement? I know you mentioned SD-WAN in general and, and 5G, but you know what do they need to look up on the internet and install tomorrow, <laughs> so, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. Well, specific to 5G, I mean, that will deliver really low latency, high speed, and bring forth innovative ideas that will ultimately enhance our ability to track items, improve inventory management, and streamline the overall logistics operations. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that you're going to see the business applications of 5G accelerated prior than the consumer application of watching, downloading that movie that much faster on a device. Right. It's really the, you look at autonomous cars now becoming a thing of possibility because of the low latent connection, a car being able to read a perhaps a human in front of it and being able to real time adjust and stop and avoid the type of accident. Had there not been a connectivity like the degree in which 5G deliver, that would not be possible. So applying machine learning you can really judge the overall risks of the supply chain, which sometimes aren't apparent until after the fact. So in the meantime, IoT solutions are really what's going to enhance that visibility I mentioned earlier, where we're at AT AT&T, we're using IoT to make our supply chain more efficient, for example, through near real-time monitoring of our vehicles Mm -hmm. and of our drivers and trips to glean data-driven insights. Where is route management efficiencies where are you know diagnostics of our of the, of the machines that we're actually monitoring and driving and uh, increasing our dual sourcing of products and raw materials specifically and with an inventory of critical products more near shoring and regionalized supply chains which um, warehousing inside supply chain closer to your business is certainly something that we're uh, we're we're not only practicing in house but in but advocating for outside. Wow. Does that, that help, Kevin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, what I hear is that 5G is foundational to not only uh, surviving, but thriving in, in 2021. It's so, going to be uh, that next innovation cycle of, mm-hmm. of things that we once did not, um, we, we once never thought about this becoming a calculator or a <laughs> video viewing device. Right. 5G will will continue to propel 
new use cases, new applications, um, and, and frankly, change the way in which we live. And uh, that's exciting. Yeah, really is. So really, thank you for that, Alex. This sort of uh, vision into not the future, but the present, <laughs> right? So, yeah. so, so how can uh, business owners and, and managers get in touch with you to learn more about how AT&T Business can support them in this um, digital acceleration year? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a variety of ways. I would first recommend any business, small or large, find us online at at.com slash business. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even have a specific small business section of our website at att.com slash small business. Um, where we outline all of these use cases of technologies specific and pertinent to small businesses. I mentioned our new fiber fast uh, fiber infrastructure build outs. All of those addresses in our infrastructure build can be qualified online. Our 5G and all of our mobility opportunities also can be found online. And then there's a way in which you can engage specifically with my team um, (laughs) on those digital assets, whether you want to click to chat with us, give us a call uh, um, with one of the 800 numbers, or again, mention uh, there's a way in which you can ask someone to give you a call at your own own convenience. So encourage you all to check us out online and and, uh, engage with us. We're here to help you and your businesses not only react, but plan for the accelerated change of this digital transformation and and AT&T has a variety of solutions that it is not a one size fits all. We we take a catered approach to every business because the applications are so unique. Oh, I love that optionality. That's great. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And and on that note, uh, be sure to check out a wide variety of industry thought leadership at supplychainnow.com. And you can find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So On behalf of the entire team here at Supply Chain Now, this is Kevin L. Jackson, Scott Luton, and Alex Jones, wishing all of our listeners a bright and transformational future. We'll see you next time on Digital Transformers. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at SupplyChainNow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now.